Hi everyone, I hope you're all doing well. Welcome to another episode of Unpopular Opinion. Today's episode is going to be a huge one because I'll also be having a guest on that I'm super excited about. So let's just dive in, let's just kick things off. In the last episode, we spoke about how diet culture equates thinness to health. Let's explore this belief a little bit more. This belief automatically puts people outside of the thin ideal into an unhealthy category. Now, when we actually say it, it's like, like, of course not. Many thin people have chronic disease, including mental health issues, and we cannot exclude mental health. I do still hear a bit of the, yeah, but mental health is not physical health and sort of hinting at the fact that physical health issues are more debilitating or worse than mental health issues. Um, something that I don't agree with, but I think as we continue the great work that's happening in the mental health space, hopefully we can come to accept authentic health as encompassing all different aspects of life, not just our physical state. The assumption of what health looks like has really become like a conditioned thought. It would just pop into our heads. If, for example, you saw a thinner person and a larger person standing side by side, we may automatically presume there's a disparity of health between the two. And when you think about it, it's just easy to compute information around us with what's called black and white thinking. So separating good versus bad, right versus wrong, and beautiful from ugly. It's efficient. But guess what? Our lives are shades of grey and it's just not that simple. We haven't just been born with this way of thinking. Healthcare, the dieting industry, and the media have all played a role in forming these ingrained assumptions. And I get it. Haven't we been continuously told over and over again that if you're overweight or obese, you have a higher risk of acquiring chronic disease, higher mortality rates, and the obesity epidemic is just wreaking havoc on the healthcare system. But what if the evidence around increased risk of disease and mortality just wasn't as concrete or direct as we thought? Now, I was contemplating on, you know, should I should I bring the research into this? But I think, hell yes, a lot of the arguments against achieving health at every size is the fact that there's all this scientific research suggesting increased health risks as an overweight or obese person. And definitely, I'm not, I'm not disputing this evidence, but how about we have a quick look into the actual studies themselves? Now, I'm no academic and reviewing papers in depth is definitely not my strong suit, but I do refer to those who are well-recognized in the research space and academia to help form my own opinions. One person in particular comes to mind when looking into weight science and the research, and that's Fiona Willer. She's a health at every size and non-diet dietitian and has a PhD in research of weight-neutral approaches in nutrition and dietetic counseling for those with weight concern. She also has reviewed submissions for peer-reviewed academic journals, including appetite and fat study journals. So without trying to make this too content heavy, most population studies showing how bad obesity is are not properly adjusting for food and fitness. So whether they have healthful behaviors are not being properly accounted for. And we do know that exercise and a healthy diet is a major factor in in the development of disease and mortality rates. So this means, for example, in these studies, sedentary people could, with poor diets are usually lumped in with fit people with great diets within, it, within each of the BMI categories. I mean, this is likely skewing results. 
They also don't usually account for body image and weight cycling. Weight cycling is something that we will get to in in future episodes. Um, But they also don't factor in socioeconomic status and weight stigma, which is the negative attitudes toward a person because they are overweight or obese. I mean, these would play a role in developing disease due to reduced access to healthcare, but also reduced access to good quality healthcare. When all of these factors are properly accounted for, then I think, yeah, we'll have some great quality research and evidence to refer to. But right now, there is just no evidence for at least causation, only correlation, and we're missing so much relevant information for the bigger picture. Interestingly, most long-term studies find overweight and moderately obese people live just as long, if not longer, than normal weight people. It's a phenomenon known as the obesity paradox. The obesity paradox is the concept in which people who are considered overweight or moderately obese have decreased mortality rates with chronic disease compared to those who are considered normal weight. If you're more interested in the research, because I really don't want to like bog you down with heavy, heavy content, heavy research stuff, head to Fiona Willis podcast, Unpacking Weight Science. It is brilliant. Now, I wanted to share this this research with you because I think opening our minds more to perhaps contradictory research and evidence, I mean, that's that's what facilitates progression and growth and, you know, the belief that thinness equates to health doesn't even serve thin people either. What happens is thin people who may have unhealthy dietary habits, eating behavior and lifestyles are more likely to be missed in the current healthcare system until chronic disease actually develops. So I think healthy dietary habits and movement should just be a guideline for all, um, which I know that's supposed to be the case, but I still think it's being targeted to only some of the population. We're going to take a quick break before I introduce our guest, my good friend Grace, who has had to face diet culture and the idea of thinness equals health through her own personal experience. We'll be back in a second. Hi, Grace. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just getting by. And how are you? Yeah, I'm good as well. Same thing. I mean, this podcast has taken up a little bit more of my time, which is good. (laughs) Yes, I know something to do. (laughs) Absolutely something to do. Um, We'll get straight into it. I thought that you'd be the perfect person to be on this episode because I talked before in my previous, like the recording part of it, that um, thinness has been equated to health. Um, And I just thought, I know a little bit about your story, but I thought that that would fit so well. Um, I guess I wanted to start with first, like, tell me about your relationship with food growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think growing up, just like being young and you know, like most kids, I didn't really have many flies on my back in a sense. I sort of just ate whatever I wanted and I love food and still to this day, I always have. I kind of feel foodie and I think without just like the influence, you know, I think when things like social media and your phone and the more exposure you have to the, you know, big wide web, I think then that's when you start thinking like, oh, is that, you know, should I eat that? That's a bad food. Is that a good, like all those sort of things. But when I was little, I was very blessed in a sense that I just sort of, I ate what I want. I loved, you know, now I say like naughty foods, as you know, that just comes with the conversations that happen when you get just more exposure to everything with the whole food and diet culture. But 
I just love food and I, I'm grateful that it was like that because I just sort of ate everything I just didn't care the whole like you know this is good and this is bad didn't even cross my mind for a very long time I think all that stuff just comes I think for most people when you're older then no, I just yeah I did I like food probably too much and I got a bit excited sometimes <laughs> never never <laughs> like no, never yes legit doesn't happen but no, I was very blessed in the sense that I just loved it that sounds, I mean, what a great up, like upbringing. Like I think a lot of people now, we don't, we don't realise, but that's not the case for so many people. Like mm, Exactly. I think with the, you know, having phones at younger age, and like I don't, I don't really know many young people, I can't say that as like every young person has a phone now, but I think, you know, if, you know, younger people having access to social media and TikTok and stuff, and if, if I was seeing that, it would have, you know, put more ideas and thoughts into my head. But, you mm. know, I'm still very young. But, you know, when I was little, we didn't have all those apps and stuff. Like, they've really taken off more so recently in a sense. And you weren't really exposed to the whole, like, you discussed diet culture and everything. So was blessed to sort of dodge that bullet and just sort of be, you know, free mm. with all that stuff, which is almost like sounds so simple, but not many people have that now, which sucks. Absolutely. And, you know, funny that you mentioned TikTok. Like, I did have... Uh, a client who came in and one of the triggers for like body image and um, I guess food restriction is TikTok. Like it's insane. Like I never really realized. And then like once I liked like a food video, because you know TikTok has those little like little food like recipes and you when I liked one of those videos and then all of a sudden in my feed was food, 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 what I eat in a day, like da 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 like this amount of calorie snacks. And I was like, whoa, like this is so full. And it was all I was getting after liking like one thing and that thread just started. And I was like, that's just nuts. Like it was full of just like, you know, my day on a plate, da 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 And then I was like, oh, my goodness. Like oh this. My Especially God. like being at home and like, you know, isolation stuff, like you've Day, like daily food intake and what you're doing just changes so much and like would probably be a diff- like a bit different from than your normal in a sense so I was just like wow so that doesn't surprise me but it's yeah it's not good especially like a lot of younger people too have that app it seems so it's not good to think how that would affect them not good yeah it, it is worrying I was like because I did ask about you know whether it was how they looked or the content she said more so how they looked but still like I'm mm. pretty sure there's both the uh, maybe eating disorder um culture on there or uh, mm. yeah and and appearance as well I guess mm-hmm. um when did you start feeling the pressure from diet culture, if ever? I th- look, it's probably just, I think I've been very lucky in the sense that I've sort of always, you know, with my friends and family and stuff, they've always been good with just educating us around food and everything. But I really just think the moment you get online, you get Instagram, you get Facebook, you get TikTok, like we were just saying, you can, you just cannot not succumb to it whether it's subconscious or you're you know not aware of it like you just like I say you know or good food or bad food or I have you know oh that's such a cheeky thing I shouldn't have done that and then I never really think twice about it but then I have conversations with people like yourself and I realize like I shouldn't have to you know say like oh goodness I shouldn't have eaten that chocolate at this time because that's not a good food and everything so I think you know 
I, when I break it down and think about it, that's just all as a res, like a result of being exposed to those things. And like, you know, why is having, you know, this sort of food at this time bad? Why does having this food during the day make an unhealthy day? And so I do think like that and not to a point where it would stop me or like, you know, ruin my day in a sense, which I'm lucky for, but I do have those thoughts like, oh, that was cheeky or I shouldn't have done that or that's a bad food or like, oh, no, you shouldn't eat that much because that's not good for you or, you know, all those connotations. But now I think all those things like social media and your phone come into play, that's when they sort of start affecting people's like perception of what's good and bad and that's when it can sort of head one way or the other in a sense of how much it's going to control or dictate you know, those intuitive choices that should just, yeah, naturally be in play. But unfortunately, we all have phones and we all have those apps. So mm. it's hard not to sort of succumb to those thoughts and just have them. Yeah, definitely. And I guess um, I'm not sure, like, it's just so ingrained that those thoughts, like, it's normalised. Like, we don't know that that's something that there could be an, another possibility that, you know, we shouldn't be thinking about it as much um mm. so absolutely like that doesn't surprise me but again yeah lucky that you haven't had that sort of um pressure from of diet culture in your family um I'm yeah. not sure if it's in like your peer group at all uh but yeah exactly no I've been my like my family and everything like they just sort of eat you know if they feel like it they have it if they don't they don't but like definitely like I know you know my sister and I being younger like we often you know, we'll say things I'll oh, try this diet or we're gonna have a health kick or I've been so naughty I've got to you know cut this and only eat that on the weekends and da 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 and we tr- don't do those things and they last like mm, 24 hours because we're human <laughs> and then you just go damn it that failed I'll start again next week so like we do we're not perfect in that sense and I feel like that happens to a lot of us and like you said it just it's just almost like a normal, normal thing to do that. And hopefully, yeah, yeah education it just shouldn't be that way. But like you've just said, it's ingrained in us, unfortunately. Yeah. Just to give some context to the listeners, um, have you always considered yourself in the normal, like healthy weight range or the thin ideal? No, definitely. I'm like, I'm not, the word's not blessed, but like, yeah, I've always been like a yeah in the normal healthy weight range like I'm quite like I'm would say I'm a little bit shorter and I'm petite and I'm yeah I've all, I've never really necessarily struggled with that stuff and obviously mm. what we'll go in like talking more into this like I have been quite thin and mm. I have been underweight mm. um but now you know that was a little while ago now but now I am in the normal healthy weight range which is a blessing but I have experienced you know, due to poor health, I was very thin and underweight mm. for a period of time. Yeah, let's Thanks. talk about that. So you, I mean, I know a little bit of the story, but you developed a condition called hyperthyroidism. At what age? Oh, my goodness. Okay, we're in 2020. It's probably at this, probably 2018, mm. I think is when, 2008, 2019, around that Christmas. I think it was the coming into the Christmas of, in the new year of 2019. That could yeah. be wrong. It's sort of a bit scattered, but around that time. So like 19 years old-ish, 20? Yeah. 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 Um, can you tell us what this condition is? So hyperthyroidism, I had no idea what it was. I, mm. I had 
really until it happened and I was diagnosed with, I got diagnosed with Graves' disease, which causes hypothyroidism. So that's what I have. But it basically just means your thyroid is really overactive. And like in a simple sense, I never knew, but your thyroid controls so, so much, like regulates hormones, metabolism, mm. how cold you are, like hair, just I didn't realise how much of a little powerful thing that it was and how much you could control. And I think, um, yeah, so I started feeling a bit off and then after it's sort of an extensive process, and I don't know if you want me to go into all that stuff, I was eventually diagnosed with Graves' disease, which was causing my hypothyroidism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, when it got quite bad, what were the symptoms involved? So for me, it basically, I just started feeling really tired and I've been feeling, I just kept saying I'm really tired, I'm really tired. And I think that's something a lot of people say and fatigue can just mean so, so much. And so it wasn't like... I'm tired and my doctor went oh you're thyroid it's it was like a bit like you know a long so tired for a long time and then just sort of getting like I think when I started getting really tired I was like "Mm, this isn't normal and at the time I was swim teaching and my shifts were only ever like three hours long and I remember thinking oh my god this is so much and and then I sort of thought oh three hours is a really tiny shift like it shouldn't be Mm. so draining and then all of a sudden after being tired, I just lost so much weight really quickly and that's when I was sort of like, mm, this isn't right. I didn't really notice I had lost the weight until my mum said, Grace, like you're looking, you just, you don't look like your normal weight, you look unhealthy. Yeah. Friends and family started commenting on my weight and being like, you, you know, not to me, to mum, saying, you know, she doesn't look, she doesn't look healthy and people, um, you know, with saying, oh, she's she eating, you know, and they sort of sort of assumed straight away that I was maybe not eating or because I did look really underweight. Yeah. I had family at the time that had been away for about four months with travel and over that time when they came back, they were so shocked. When they saw me, they were like, what is going on? And we just, we didn't know. We just, we had no idea what was going on. And I had all these people sort of saying, oh, she's got an eating disorder. She's not eating and mm-hmm. da, 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 and all these things going around. And at the time too, I was so ravenously hungry. I was eating the most amount of food I'd ever eaten. So like going back to the symptoms, sorry, I sort of sidetracked them. I was super tired. I lost a lot of weight really, really quickly, despite no change in exercise or diet. But I did start getting really hungry. Like I was, mm-hmm. I, it's, it sounds like almost like over the top dramatic, but like after like half an hour after eating a meal, you'd get that feeling of like shaking and you just, it's like you hadn't eaten all day. Like I just was like a hollow little pit. Like I was just so hungry, but it just, you know, it seemed to just go straight mm. through me. And I, I was cold all the time. My hair got pretty thin and another thing that kind of happened, I was really like agitated in a sense. And yeah. you know, I didn't thought, like it made me realise how much your hormones affect your mood. Like, you know, people just say, you know, do your mindfulness and all mm. that, but like your hormones, like I didn't really realise it until it sort of all happened to me. But yeah, I I wouldn't say I'm an angry person or anything like that, but little things used to just like, it was sort of like you had no patience or you yeah. just sort of, just snappy like you know you'd be like oh do you want to do this and my reaction would just be so just not Mm. you know just angry and snappy like I was annoyed and I I know I'm not that way inclined I was thinking what is going on so they were sort of my main things where you know over the months I started thinking this is not right but my weight was probably the biggest like that was a symptom that made me realize that this is really not normal and that was making me feel 
terrible really it just wasn't yeah yeah and I and I guess it's funny that you said people were thinking oh she's got an eating disorder you know really assumptions basically and 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 of course all the things that you just said I mean like the hair um becoming more brittle and like getting cold irritability absolutely that's that is what happens when people get eating disorders and I don't think that's talked about as much but um but for you, it was it stemmed from something absolutely different, like a completely yeah. different thing. Um, when you lost the weight, did you like? Could you feel that you were not functioning at your best, like when you at the start? Um, initially, like I I probably didn't notice it. Like I I knew I knew I felt tired. I didn't feel strong. Like I you know the, I I'm someone that exercises quite regularly, and I you know I I'd sometimes do like I just didn't have the energy that I normally would you know to push myself and you know go for walks and work out. I just felt you know, just felt really off. And in regards to like physical, like with how I looked and me observing that, it was my mum that felt, mm. like was me going you look so underweight and I didn't really I didn't notice it I I it's only now looking back at photos where I go oh my goodness like I was tiny but like yeah at the time looking at myself like face value in the mirror I didn't really see it no which is like weird because now I look back at photos and I I looked so small and I don't look like me like I look tiny and people were telling me that but I I didn't really see it that much I knew I was small but I like, you know, this is so dramatic. Like, this is such a quick change. Like, I didn't mm. really pick up on that physical sort of look, but I, I felt shocking. Like, I was so, I was just so tired. I just really felt like I just didn't have any energy to do anything. I didn't, I just, yeah, I felt so, so off. Like, it just, yeah. that, so much on that weight loss. So, yeah, it just made me realize that it's not fun. It was, yeah, it was terrible. Mm, from, I mean, once you sort of knew where where the the problem was like stemming from, so hyperthyroidism, did you mm-hmm. feel any like pressure to continue being at this thin weight from like peers, mm-hmm. like friendship groups? Like, was there was that ever a thing? I think like I knew like I when I like was diagnosed with the that like when I found out what was going on and I was put on medication the main point of that medication is to regulate your thyroid and to gain weight because that's what I needed to do and I don't think necessarily it wasn't from my friends or my family like they all wanted me to get better and get back to how I was but I remember being really anxious about gaining weight I didn't want to and like Mm -hmm. I knew I had to and I Mm -hmm. it was what I needed to do and stuff but like I remember, you know, the specialists saying, and they were just amazing. They were fantastic. I got thyroid them so much, but you know, you, your, your weight goes up and down, up and down. And, and I remember sort of her just saying, yeah, you could gain weight fast. It might take a lot of time. It just depends. Everyone's different with this stuff. And I didn't want to gain weight. That really freaked me out. And even now to this day, I'm like, oh, I just don't like it. And I'm, I wouldn't say it's from friends or anything. It's more so just from me and just like what, you know, there's just gaining weight is such like a, no one wants to gain weight. There's all mm. these negative connotations with it. And I was I I didn't like the idea of it and it sort of freaked me out a bit and I didn't want to gain weight, but I knew I had to. And it's sort of sad in the sense that I was, so, it made me super anxious. Like I was like, oh my goodness, like what about if I, you know, I gain all this weight and don't look nice, I don't feel like all these things. And yeah. gaining weight was the healthiest thing I could do. And I still was like, oh goodness, like it, it really freaked, like made me anxious and a bit like not distressed, but the thought of gaining weight, like I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. But 
that was like, you know, it almost should be like fantastic. That's going to make you feel awesome. And now that I have, like, I can't believe I thought that way because I feel I can't, like, I just can't, I, it felt, feels so much better now. And it's like, Grace, like, how did you, why do you even think like that? But it just goes to show how all that stuff is ingrained Abs- into us. Yeah. And, you know, you never hear like, oh, gaining weight is so good. Like, you know, no one wants to gain never. weight. Never. Like, it's the worst thing ever. So, yeah, I was a bit, I didn't like that. Even mm. when I was really, really small, I was like, oh, it didn't yeah. sit well. And yeah. yeah it's funny like we yeah we hear a lot like we need you know weight needs to be controlled for health it needs to be controlled for health but at the end of the day when when gain when when it means you have to gain weight to be at your healthiest it's still considered mm, not yeah. it's not it's, what people want to do it's exactly. not desirable Exactly right. And I sort of found you don't hear much about, you know, I'd say, I don't know how to describe it, but like healthy weight gain or gaining, like it, I just, like my doctors and stuff were great and they guided me throughout the whole thing and just sort of said, eat and don't move as much and just go for it and just gain the weight. And, you know, I was confused at the time too, like about, you know, do I eat healthy still? Do I do this? Do I, what do I do? Like, is it bad if I eat this? Or, and da, 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 da. And I was lucky that I had, you know, my, someone said to me and it like stuck with me the whole time. Like, I was like, do I need to eat really healthy and eat clean? Cause I'm not well. And I got stressed about eating unhealthy foods. Cause I knew I was sick and I was like, is that bad for me? Like a sugar, please. Like all these just like thoughts and stuff. And I have to add when my thyroid wasn't good I made you anxious as well so I was very thinky too like I am naturally quite a thinky person but you just mm. overthink everything just like to the max so when I was you know to what I was eating if I exercise like just all that sort of stuff and like I think uh, someone said to me they're like gaining weight like you eating like a, a naughty food and being underweight like the naughty food outweighs being underweight like you could eat anything the most healthiest thing you could do right now is gain weight and now like if I was working with an elderly person, I don't care. Eat whatever, eat whatever you want. I just well, want you to gain yeah. weight because otherwise mortality rates increase and you're more likely to get like very unwell if you do get sick. Um, yeah, it's it's really crazy. And I, I absolutely understand what you're saying with the like – that was a point where you were like, I had to completely reject the idea that there were good foods and bad foods for me. But even further with that, like, and I'll get into this in like future episodes, but like that is just the case anyway. And I think like that's really hard for us to get around. Mm, Exactly. Yeah. I think as much as like I enjoyed it when she was like, eat everything, eat more, eat heaps, eat this, eat that, like all those things like, but that's not good for me or like, you know, not everyone eats, you know, 10 meals a day or is hungry all the time and having those little ingrained like, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner, snack, like all those little like, oh, but they wouldn't do this or I saw someone eat this and they don't eat as much as me, all those little like things you think are right but, you know, that person that I saw post there, you know, if I saw something on Instagram, like they're not underweight, they don't need to gain weight or they might not be hungry today, all those things, like those comparisons. like yes what I was needing to eat I didn't see anywhere else I'm like no this is weird like and everyone would do that whether they're trying to gain weight or just eating a normal day and they see something else it's like oh am I eating too much I'm not eating enough like all those like little things in the process yeah I think comparison is maybe the number one 
or up there, like sort of areas which like get us into trouble when we look into diet culture more. Definitely. And even when I was gaining weight, like I still would find myself saying it and mum would be like, don't say that, don't be silly. Like I'm like, oh, I eat too much. And then I still say that now, like I have a, a big appetite, but I, I move a lot and I, I, I probably still do have quite, I have a faster metabolism. That's just, mm. and therefore I eat more. I'm hungry. I'm like, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't need to justify mm. that. But even when I was gaining weight, I'd be like, oh, I eat too much or I've eaten too much today. And I would be like, how can you even say that? That road to becoming healthy and that was the best thing I could do. Like there was nothing wrong when I was doing like, couldn't. That was the healthiest option for me to eat heaps of food. I still was like, oh. I'm overeating. Oh my gosh. And being such a pig where it should have been like, I just, those comments should never have been made. And I shouldn't have even thought like that, but it just goes to show how there are always, mm. you know, those little thoughts just from being on your phone and reading other things and all that sort of stuff, I guess. So yeah, it affects everybody. I no one's yeah. free from those connotations. I don't even know what the word is, but yeah, I think even in that time, I still. Like, would you say you're your own, you know, worst critic? Yeah, definitely. Because I know, like, my friends, and I'm really blessed. I've got gorgeous friends, and my family would never be like, "Oh, Grace, you know, don't eat this, or you're eating too mm-hmm. much of that." Like, they're so they're so supportive. It's definitely from what I see and what I think is right or wrong, and yeah, it's all from sort of what I'm exposed to on my phone and who I follow and what I yeah. watch and. That yeah. gives me those you know, ideas of what's normal, which, yeah, shouldn't be. There should be no normal. Mm. So For sure. Do you think there's anything that, I mean, that you could do for yourself to help shut out diet culture more? Or is it, I don't know, it's a mm. tricky one. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> I think, like, oh, I think with my experience with, you know, being underweight and gaining weight and going through all that, like, that process, you know, physically, mentally and everything, I think I was grateful that that happens because it sort of made me realise that it's just it's so not applicable and it shouldn't, you know, I've learned that from being sick and you don't, I'm sad that you, you know, I'm sort of lucky in a sense I had that and I got to see like, oh, my gosh, mm. it's such rubbish and that sort of taught me a bit. But it's hard. Like I think for me just like following the right people and picking mm you know, taking some things with a grain of salt. Like I still see so many things on my phone. I'm like, where's that from? Like, you know, food facts at Instagram. I'm like, who's writing this? And I think just, you know, following, you know, because like I'm never not going to have Instagram. I'm never not going to yeah. read and I'm going to see it. It's, it's there, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. That's not going anywhere. But I think, you know, I follow a few dietitians and educating yourself on what's for, you know, not right and wrong, but just having, you know, knowing that a lot of stuff online is not real. But, yeah, it's hard to, like, that solution because it's not going anywhere. So you sort of you need to be educated in a sense and pick and choose who you follow and be careful with who you follow because it, yeah. it affects you or not. It does. It really does. And, it does. Yeah. It, like, defines our – because we see, well, in – in a sense of like for bodies, for example, it that defines our normal. Like when we see one type of body being presented to us over and over again, um, that is our new normal. Mm-hmm. So that's just like, and, you know, if we see the ketogenic diet being advertised like over and over and over again as a way to lose weight, that's our normal and we're going to believe it. 
you know exactly right because it just puts that thought in your mind and then so when you come to that situation you're like oh I saw this and that told me that like should I eat this sort of thing like yeah there's just a lot of it, it's constantly being bombarded into us and your newsfeed and everything so yeah it's hard to yeah, it's mm. a tough one that for sure it is it hard. is it is mm. well thank you so much for joining me today um and I really appreciate like sharing your own experience it's a personal one as well um yeah no I really appreciate it that's my absolute pleasure I love chatting with you we always have such good conversations oh, we do stuff we do so I hope I didn't sound like you're too nervous or anything I feel like I talk to you about this stuff all the time and I see the recording I'm like oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you've started this little podcast and I love your constant stories and posts like even the other day I was on Instagram and I saw this post it was about like I don't know it came up in one of my sponsored stories about how like fruit or something is bad for you because of the sugar and I was like what Wait, what? Wait a minute! Like, where did this come from? And I saw then your like thing and stories came through, and I was like, oh, thank gosh! (laughs) I'm like the shield, the shield in front of diet culture. Like, see ya! (laughs) I I love seeing your posts because even like, yeah, we just need to see more of that. Like, I love how you're constantly posting stuff because so you could be like the most self-assured, like you know, confident sort of Mm. person. You still, no one is, you know above that sort of like no yeah completely completely get that um (laughs) well um I'll speak to you soon I'm sure thank you for coming on no my absolute pleasure thank you for having me well I hope you found that conversation interesting Grace is great role models in her family and peer group when it comes to a good relationship with food, but diet culture still managed to impact her thoughts and behavior, even if it's mostly applying it to herself. I just wanted to clarify when I said Grace is considered to be in the normal healthy weight range, I meant from society's point of view and healthy was definitely in quotation marks. Weight gain needs to stop being thought of as the worst thing that can happen, particularly in the younger population, because of how it can impact on desirability or level of attractiveness. This is especially true when it's it's actually intervening with your actual health. And there you go. Hopefully this sort of makes you doubt the thinness equals health belief that has been so ingrained into us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unpopular Opinion. Thinness.